The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. and gentlemen, welcome to UCI Conversations, a weekly public affairs program dedicated to exploring everything in the land of blue and gold with interviews of UCI leaders, innovators, and last but not least, zot, 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 everyday anteaters. I am your host, Kevin Bossenmeyer, aka Timothy Toastmaster, excited and committed to bringing you informative, inquisitive, and just plain fun positive talk radio. So here we go. You are in tune to KUCI in Irvine. This is UCI Conversation, and uh, I am Jarrett sitting in. We have Kevin, hopefully, on the line calling in from, I believe, Oregon. Kevin, are you there? I am here loud and clear. Thanks, Jarrett. Wonderful. Hey, hey everybody. Uh, I am reporting live from Madras, Oregon today on the total solar eclipse. It's been an incredible day, and I really appreciate Jaron uh, manning the board at the station and, and, and helping things along. So um, shall I just jump into it, Jared? Tell us your experience. Wow. Uh, I will say, well, first of all, how, how was the eclipse in Irvine? Were, were you able to see anything, or was it cloudy, or... I got to be honest, I was in Costa Mesa, and uh, I was standing outside with some neighbors, and we really just didn't see a whole lot. It was kind of overcast, and uh, mm. not too much happened. It uh, Maybe it, it just seemed like the, cloud, the sun went behind a cloud for just a couple of seconds, and that was about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not surprising. That's kind of what I anticipated. And what's really amazing is, the difference between just a normal, even if it was a clear day, um, you know, eclipses is, 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 is pretty amazing. You know, you don't often see the moon go in front of the sun partially. But what's really amazing is a total solar eclipse when literally the moon, and when the moon moves in front and blocks out the entire sun. So leading up to it, you know, People are kind of, you know, there. I, I was at a Madras High School where Lowell Observatory was had planned a major event. They've been planning it for two years, and there was about three to four thousand people on the football field, and um, the Science Channel was broadcasting live, and um, but and they they occasionally make an announcement, but it was kind of kind of a social nice atmosphere, and even what what really struck me was that right before it was a total. A clean, a totality. Even then, it was still very, very. It was pretty bright. It was kind of like a cloudy day, maybe a little bit of a gray hue. But in that very last seconds, when the when the sun is blotted out, the temperature drops like ten to fifteen degrees. Some people were putting on coats because they were getting chilly, and it turns from day into it's like dusk, like boom. So what's amazing is the. And the brilliance of the sun, even when there's just like a little sliver, how like brilliant it lights up, you know, the world. And then when it went 
to this like 360 sunset, you know, all, what, what was just like, oh my God, it was just unbelievable. And then it was almost, you know, you, it, I, I got to honestly say, you know, it's not that different than the pictures. I mean, yeah, I've seen pictures, but, but when you're in the middle of it, experiencing it, you're like, it, it, oh, I got to say, I had tears coming down my cheeks. And I've heard people often say that, you know, even big stoic guys, you know, are like, it's, it is a very moving, tremendous experience that I, I would really encourage everybody to do at some point in their life. Um, it, if you're, I, if, 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 how I would describe it was the moon and it, it was pretty, it was big. Um, the moon almost looks like it's, you know, kind of like um, lava, like black lava, because something's coming out from behind it. They call it the corona. You know, it's this wispy, cloudy, brilliant white, and it's, it's almost like, well, the moon has to be kind of alive or something, like, like lava is when it's just black, not, not with the, the, the embers showing through. But, you know, you had, it was about two minutes plus, of um, you know, you could take off the safety glasses, then you could literally look at it with your, you know, your your naked eye, and it was just really. I now looking back on it, you know, it happened like six hours ago or so. I'm like, did that really happen? Did I really experience that? I, I, I definitely want to do it again. Um, it's been a lot of work to get up here. It was like 17 hour, two day drive, and. And uh, but I I I I'm just really uh, moved and amazed to see such a you know I mean how many cosmic things can you look at with your naked eye and um, it was tremendous. If you're just uh, tuning in, this is UCI Connections uh, conversations, I should say. We're making a connection. Uh, I'm Jared <laughs> uh, filling in for Kevin, who's joining us. You're in Oregon, correct? Correct, Madras, Oregon, which was one of the. Um, West Coast recommended areas because there was most likely no cloud cover, and and we were blessed with a perfect. Uh, you know, there was a few little wispy clouds, but we got to see the eclipse and how uh, perfectly. Many, and how many people would you say were were out with you? Well, right there at Madras High School, there was like three to four thousand, but literally there were tens of hundreds of thousands all over. Literally in the Madras area bend oregon area um over a hundred thousand people because literally i knew i had a uh, i have a toastmasters meeting i'm the president of toastmasters on campus tomorrow at noon and i had this like like window you know i was going to do the show tonight and so literally as soon as totality ended as the as the moon was going to you know show the sun more and more and more i left right when totality ended i was the first person to leave and when i drove two blocks to the main drag uh it's 90 you know highway 97 it was bumper to bumper and for in an hour i i moved five blocks i mean it's what they they had cautioned about it's what they you know they you know we use caution and they there had been signs on the way up like electronic signs saying expect uh, delays on on Monday and Tuesday, and I'm like Tuesday. The events on Monday morning, really? I mean, really? And I think what they're saying is true. At least 
I, I have yet to leave town because I can't get out. It's, it's, it's bumper. But I, I think things are loosening up because people who are leaving are, you know, I've kind of already started on their way. People are like, oh, I'll, I'll leave tomorrow. So um, I think I'm probably going to just hit the sack early and then get up, you know, at 4 or 5 a.m. And, and hit the road. But uh, there's literally, I mean, you would see, you would, first of all, or, I've never been to Oregon before. That's, that's a whole other story. It's an amazing country. And up on the bluff, it almost looked like it was like a religious group because you, you just saw, like, hundreds of people on this bluff, like, in, in a tight kind of group. Look, waiting for this eclipse to happen, and um, every, you know a lot of places. As you were driving up here past Bend and um, into the the totality band, I, I know maybe some people don't understand that you know there was like this sixty mile band across the United States that started in Oregon and then kind of goes through Nashville. Nashville was the only big city that got the total eclipse and then kind of went close to Atlanta. And uh, other than that, outside of that band, everybody got a partial eclipse, but that band, you know, shows. So hence why, you know, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of people from San Francisco. You know, I, I met one person who came from San Diego. You know, it really started to, w- once you were south of San Francisco, there weren't a lot of people crazy enough like me, but I, how this all started was I interviewed Mark Nossbaum, who is a professor through continuing education with the um, Ali Institute, and he teaches technology and science astronomy, and he, he's written a book. And I interviewed him on the show about five, six weeks ago, and he, he led a group up here. So there were um, about 50 people from uh, participants with Ollie Institute through continuing education at UCI, and he, he was also up here. So last night we were looking at telescopes, you know, and, and, and so forth, um, and then, you know, today's event happened. So um, I would have loved to have had him on the show now, but first of all, he got no sleep last night, and secondly, with the logistics of the phone, you know, the the earbuds and the phone, you know, Jack and all that kind of stuff, it, it wasn't possible, but... Uh, it was um, it was amazing. So let me ask you, I am looking at a news headline online right now that calls it Eclipse Mania. And <laughs> explain to people who didn't quite get the Eclipse Mania fever, why care yeah. why care about it? What what was what is the significance uh, for you and so many Americans and of course people around the world but as you explained there was a particular you know strip yeah. in, in the United States what is it do you think about uh this eclipse and eclipses in particular obviously uh, this one is you know a once in a lifetime event but there are lots of things that are once in a lifetime events right right well one of the things is i think that i felt like when it, uh, you know, the totality happened that, I mean, I can only try to explain it. I really can't, but I can try to say, you know, there's nothing, you know, how often do you look at anything in the cosmos and it's, in the, you know, it's not like, you know, every, every day we see the sun, every night, you know, some form of the moon and it's consistent, right? <laughs> For my whole life, it's been consistent. And today, something happened extraordinary that, um, 
that I got to say it's extraordinary. I, I didn't know people had told me how this all actually began, began for me is a year ago, I was walking my dog in the late morning and I looked up and the moon was out and I'm like, well, I know I've seen the moon during the day, but it's kind of counterintuitive because I mostly think of the moon at night. You know, a lot of great stories and poetry and Shakespeare all, you know, I can't say I ever remember hearing poetry about the moon during the day. It's always at night, you know, and so I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It's out there. How does that work? And so I actually did this one-month study. It was just, you know, I, 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 it was a question for me, and, and I actually tracked the moon on a daily basis, like, okay, got, you know, it was, it was getting bigger and bigger, and then it was a full moon, and then it got smaller and smaller, and it was like, oh, wow, I finally had a, a lot better sense of it, and I read a couple books, and so then I saw a newspaper article about a year ago, hey, this solar eclipse is happening, and I'm like, wow, look at that, you know, and I, I must say I kind of, um, like, I wanted to go, but, you know, it's in the middle of Oregon, and, it, oh, boy, I got a lot of stuff going, and, you know, uh, um, you know, you can come up with excuses not to, to keep going, but certainly it's been in the media a lot. And and then I interviewed Mark on the show, and he just really reignited everything. And it's like, oh, wow, you're, you know, you got this, it's all laid out up in Oregon, and you're going up. And I'm like, wow, well, you know, I, I could actually do the show up there, and, you know, hopefully it'll, you know, I, I'm, you know, I was hoping it was going to be a really moving experience. I, like, well, what if I go up there and it's a dud? But I, I can honestly tell you, it was not a dud, and it's not any until you see it, you don't really know it. You, you know, you don't know it. And how were other people reacting? It was the same way. It was funny um, because every first of all, it was really pretty neat to see a lot of um, old. The, I would say more that the crowd was more older and there were certainly people there with kids and there's, you know, there were, um, you know, diverse age, but by and large it was older, but the, it was an interesting older group because it was go-go olders, you know, people who weren't, you know, who, who, you know, you could tell they were probably by and large hikers or people who were getting out, um, aren't, aren't ready to, they, they, certainly they weren't all retirees, but aren't ready to just like say, oh, okay, I've lived my life and now I'm going to watch I Love Lucy for the rest of my life. No, they, they were like, hey, uh, I, I, I've heard this is an interesting thing and I'm here to experience it. And, um, and then what's interesting is, you know, people are kind of, um, you know, I mean, people were friendly, very friendly and so forth. But it was interesting when I kind of check in, maybe somebody was standing there or somebody was passing by, and I'd say, hey, what, after it happened, I'd say, what do you think? And they were like, everybody lit up, just like, oh, my God, can you believe that? I mean, it was just like uh, un, uh, unbelievable, you know, electricians to, you know, uh, astronomy people. I mean, I, you know, I just asked like four or six people, and it was you know, just a very, like, really, uh, you know, here's a quote from, um, from Professor Nussbaum. He goes, yeah, it was, it was really a hassle to get here, but it was totally worth it. <laughs> I don't know if that communicates very well, but, uh, uh, and, and yeah, in the future, if, 
they do have crew. I've been kind of researching, you know, so, you know, when you want to, when you have a lot of money to spend, people, you know, go on, on airplanes and they can follow the eclipse, you know, for a longer period of time and so forth. Or cruise, if you ever have enough money to go on a cruise, um, because then, you know, you go down to San Pedro, you get on the on the boat, they take you there, you you know, it, it'll be on your doorstep. But uh, but I will say it's been a real uh, adventure, and um, Oregon is a, it's an amazing country. I, I'm always amazed by the the United States and, and how diverse and, and and it's it's just amazing. I've never experienced any place quite like um, uh, Oregon and I I drove past Lake Shasta, Mount Shasta on the way here and still has at least fifty percent covered by snow. I mean we're almost at the end of August. It's you know fifty percent covered by snow. I'm like, holy moly. Hmm. Well, I am reading online all the various myths that uh, have surrounded eclipses over the years, and uh, they're they're quite interesting. People believe that there was a, a dragon in the sky that uh, right. would eat fire. Um, of course, right. the idea that uh, eclipses uh, are some sign of the end times or something, uh, of the like. And it, I, I suppose that eclipses are so popular because it's more proof of the predictability, predictability in a good sense of science. It, I think they provide us reassurance that, uh, there is some order to an otherwise seemingly disorderly environment. Yeah. I asked several astronomers, uh, Lowell gave an incredible, they had a series of presentations by astronomers and, 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 and historians and myth, myth people. So I heard some of these stories and um, they were talking about, um, well, one of the stories I, uh, I recall is Christopher Columbus, you know, well, it, Originally, this all goes back to Isaac Newton, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, oh, wow, yeah, I, you know, Isaac Newton, this guy you've always heard about, it, literally, directly, he was the one who originally had this concept where, he, you know, things start to, you know, become orderly, right? I mean, they have, um, you know, a mathematical reasoning, and... So once they started to be able to predict it, by by the time of Christopher Columbus, literally on like his third or fourth journey to this hemisphere, they were running out of food on Jamaica, and he and the the the, the native people were like, you know, we're kind of sick of you guys. We're not going to give you any more food, and and uh, Christopher Columbus rightly or wrongly said, well, hey. If you're not going to share your food, I'm going to take the sun out of the sky. I this is documented apparently, and he said, "Okay, there it goes, and it disappears." Right? And apparently, you know, it took him like, "Okay, okay, we'll give you food," and then the sun comes back. That's funny. You, you can check it out. You can Google it. I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, well, you can take that to the bank. I want to see if you've got the time, uh, if we could play a quick little game, and I want to test your uh, eclipse knowledge. 
You're okay, ready? go for You're it. Ready? Okay. So I'm using the Mother Nature Network as a oh source. It's got uh, 15 not-so-dumb eclipse questions and myths. So let's okay. see. Let's see if you can answer. I know I'm putting you on the spot, and this is live radio, but let's let's see what we could do. Um, okay. Question. Haven't I seen a total solar eclipse before? How would you answer? No. Oh, well, I mean, they've been here, but I haven't seen them. The Please. August 21st eclipse is the first total solar eclipse over the U.S. since 1979. So you are you are true. Uh, you you got it correct. There have been <laughs> others, but on that date, spectators in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, and North Dakota were the only ones to witness totality. And by the way, if you missed today's eclipse, it will repeat in uh 2024 so seven a mere seven years away and it'll come up through mexico through um texas and i think into arkansas so um seven years make a date great my dad's 88 years old i just made a date with him to go in seven years and to to finish off that answer uh, the u.s hasn't experienced a total solar eclipse from coast to coast since 1918 okay question second second question you're ready yeah did this eclipse today signal the beginning of the apocalypse? <laughs> well, I have no way of knowing, but I say no. <laughs> uh, yeah, there have been lots of predictions about various uh, apocalyptic events having to do with the cosmos in the past, and it doesn't appear yeah, to. Just, okay, let's try a... this one. Uh, this is a tough one. Uh yeah. And remember, so if I sound cocky, it's because I've got the answer in front of me. (laughs) No worries. You're the best. So why are total solar eclipses so rare? Well, because it all depends on the angles. Um, Solar eclipses, total solar eclipses happen about every 18 months in the world. In, in, on Earth, but it just depends on where you're at. You know, there's this band of totality, so uh, there literally will be, you know, in 18 months, there'll be another one someplace else in the world. Uh, it's just that in seven years, it won't be in seven years until the United States. Perfect. So, did that answer your question? Perfect. It says... Uh-huh. Uh, while rare to us, the celestial alignment actually occurs roughly every 18 months somewhere on Earth. The only problem is they're generally over the water or away from population right. centers. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, will staring at the sun during totality cause radiation blindness? During totality? Yes. No. Uh, if you're lucky enough to be in the narrow path of to- totality, you'll be able to safely remove your eclipse. Correct. Glasses. And I will say that was a pretty amazing experience because leading up to totality was about an hour and a half. So you're dealing with lenses and filters on your binoculars. You know, you got those funny cardboard glasses. Uh, and so you're dealing, it's really not a big deal. But all of a sudden, when totality happens, you know, the, the temperature drops, the glasses go away, and you're, like, literally looking at it in the sky, and you're just like, oh, my God, you know? 
oh my god it, it was one of those moments oh my god in fact i think those that's the words that came out of my mouth and you, again you are correct though just for the purposes of everybody listening just wear your glasses but because you have to have, yeah. it's got to be yeah, it's got to be complete I, and that's such a very distinct thing that we don't want to get into but you are correct if you're lucky yeah, I, enough to be in the narrow path of totality you'll be able to remove the eclipse glasses just for a few minutes to witness the sun completely blocked by the moon. But I, unless... I don't want to get political, but I understand that President Trump was looking at it without yes. glasses. It's just, <laughs> yes. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, okay, let's do a couple more. Um, will attempting to conceive during the eclipse result in the creation <laughs> of a baby with superpowers? Have you heard this one? Yeah, just at one of the myth presentations yesterday. Uh, so what's the answer? Uh, attempting to conceive, I, I think it could be a, a, <laughs> a fun thing, but I'm not sure if it's much more than just a fun thing. There's nothing's going to happen to your baby or, or any a, omen. Essentially, it says no, but it doesn't mean it's not worth trying. Um, yeah, right, exactly. Will watching the eclipse hurt an unborn child? No. Well, it depends. I mean, you got to have glasses if you're... I mean, the child won't be affected. Only if you're watching the eclipse with no glasses, it'll be your eyes, not the baby's eyes. Right. Uh, Let's see. Any other ones? Should you buy special eclipse glasses for a pet? No, because animals are smarter than humans. <laughs> uh, they don't look up at the sun because they know instinctually that it's way too bright to look at. Exactly. I, I did. I did find out some really interesting things. There was a presentation about animals and uh, the sky and how some animals, like cats and dogs, they can't. They don't really see the sky. They don't. Dogs in particular are nearsighted. And so I think are cats. So they're really, even when the eclipse happens, they're whatever, because they don't, they can't see far. Um, but there are birds, owls in particular, that's, that's their cup of tea. That you, in fact, they might start hunting during uh, totality. Or there are birds who they've proven through testing that actually migrate based on the stars. I mean, it's amazing to think about that. And your answer is also correct. Unlike humans, uh, animals aren't interested in actively seeking out the sun. Um, (laughs) All right. Last question. And uh, this will be the last question of its kind, at least until the year, what was it, 2024? Uh, Correct. Okay. Uh, True or false? Total solar eclipses will cease 600 million years from now. True. Believe it or not, this one is completely true because the moon is yeah. sl- <laughs> because the moon is you- slowly moving away by about one right. to one and a half inches each year. Over time, it will become too small to completely block the surface of the sun. Isn't doesn't that blow you away? In fact, yeah. It- you know, when you start to study the cosmos, I mean, I'm I'm just like a baby studier, and uh, it's 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 amazing. They, they actually we are made from the stars. We are we are made like 
the 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 sources of life it comes from carbon or something and it's like literally like the compounds or elements that they find in our body happen because of exploding supernovas or something it's it's really mind-boggling it's 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 just amazing how physics and ast- I didn't even know physics it, astronomy is part of physics and it's all part of the big game and the big, the, I don't know, if the big bang, but it's all, it's all connected. It's amazing. All of that information is available at the Mother Nature Network, www.mnn, that is M as in mother, N as in nature, N as in network.com. It's under 15 not-so-dumb eclipse questions and myths. And uh, Kevin, we're just about out of time. Any last thoughts or words? Oh, man, thank you. I just If I planted a seed in anybody out there, you know, the next one, you know, make make put it on your bucket list. No matter how old you are, put it on your bucket list. It definitely is something to experience. And I also want to thank Jarrett so much for being there for me and 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 handling things. And I really appreciate. It. Thank you so much. Have a great evening, everybody. Good luck. Uh, good luck getting home, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. So long. And uh, that is just about going to wrap it up for UCI Conversations for today. Stick around. I'll be on with the Dread Zone in about three or four minutes. All right. I hope that was as good for you as it was for me. What an experience. I want to thank DJ Jarrett Lavelle for assisting and contributing to my show today and making it possible. If you are intrigued by my report, try watching the sunrise sometime when the sky goes from ink black to the radiant glory of a rising fireball lighting up our amazing world. It is truly a moment you will not forget. Also, if you somehow missed the eclipse today, The next USA solar eclipse will be April 8th, 2024, just seven years away. Make plans to see the total solar eclipse next time. But first, don't forget to mark your calendar for next Monday, 5.30 to 6 p.m. for UCI Conversations as we continue to explore the world of blue and gold. Next week, my guest will be Vice Provost of Academic Equity, Diversity and Inclusion, Doug Haynes. I am sure he will have much to talk about. In the meantime, I am your host, Kevin Bossenmeyer, encouraging each of us to be good leaders. Have a great evening. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And coming up next is my Kobayero DJ, Jarrett Lavelle with the Dread Zone. So long, everybody.